in in the background during mm-hmm. one of the ceremonies and although she she was a little besora when she sang it so i couldn't use the original <laughs> i was inspired by her to kind of remake the song properly because there was no version of that song i could find anywhere so i was like i need to make this because i mean that's how i do it in an ad i just make the jingle in the film we create the background score so i'm like why can't i make a song for this wedding mm. um so i did i had a friend who was a musician and he made it for me i explained what i wanted and he did it and wow. he came back and um it was amazing it was exactly what i wanted i put it in the film and it just exploded online it went viral in the biggest way possible mm. uh everybody who was getting married knew of that song and wanted it and then i think the wedding film kind of became what it is today and it just it just grown from there we started uh, in a small office then we became bigger and bigger and bigger and now we have the studio wow that's great and how would you say that the industry has evolved in the last decade with the wedding filmer in pre- in its presence it really has you know it took me some time to adjust to working in a country that is so cutthroat um when i started the wedding film nothing like this existed there were there were some photographers who were doing something called candid photography which is just around picked up back then mm-hmm. but i was a disruptor in this whole space because um the older people who were doing wedding videography felt highly threatened um and the younger ones really didn't understand what was going on the, the photographers especially didn't really know what this was uh, I, my instagram and facebook accounts back then there was facebook not instagram but my yeah. facebook account was flooded with um with with it with with messages about which camera am i using and we i on this person getting married on this day can you do my wedding but then turns out when i researched them they were actually wedding photographers so i think um <laughs> there was a lot of um uh, the, the, the lots of people were inspired to do this um and and to and to kind of create wedding films as well there's only those many films i can make so and india is a huge country and there are, on one given day there are 30000 or 100000 weddings in delhi alone yeah uh, on on one certain mohurat so obviously i can only do one at a time um but with these guys uh with so many people around that there was a lot of work for lots of people so i thought it was important to do this right um if people were to do this and to make it an industry quote unquote then at least they do this with the right decency and the right tools and the right ethics so mm-hmm. i started something called uh the wedding filmer workshops which uh lots of companies came on board to join me and sponsor me because they all thought it was a great idea and it was while it ran it ran for 5 years um where i went to different cities different countries um teaching people around the world and around mainly around the country um how to make better wedding films and how to dress better at weddings and the kind of equipment to use and the kind of workflows to follow and most importantly to teach them about respect and decency and ethics about working because most of these people only have um the world they're surrounded in around them mm-hmm. oh by mm-hmm. and some of these people are not fort- as fortunate as me to have the kind of exposure i have had in terms of language or in terms of culture or in terms of meeting different kinds of people from different kinds of backgrounds mm-hmm. they're very limited in where they've in what they've been exposed to but doesn't mean that um we can't help them attain excellence even in their field even where they are geographically yeah. uh so i think that was the advantage and that was what we tried to do right um, now it's now it's become uh very common to have wedding videographers all around the country who are doing cinematic wedding films hmm. um 
And I think now people would hire us only because they want that authentic feeling to something and not an imitation of what we do, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. It does. It completely does. In fact, I think it was with the wedding filmer that um, you were talking about ethics, right? I think um, it was with you guys that people started, you know, camouflaging into the crowd instead of being this... Um, putting putting people or guests in a wedding on spot you know and i think that's also something that keeps the natural uh, environment or the natural essence of the wedding intact and i think that comes from you guys most of the time when i'm at a wedding i'd like to believe that the people i'm there would treat me as a wedding guest and as a friend of theirs mm. as opposed to um a wedding vendor because then you know, you can go in there and you can dance with them and you can get a really cool shot or I can giggle with them and make them laugh and get that kind of expression I want. Or I can crack a joke and they would get it. And yeah. we're all the same wavelength. You know, I could talk to the father like I have known him for years. And having that comfort level with, with the family you work with is important because you're sharing with them. I, I know it's very cliche to say you're sharing a very important day with them and all of that jazz. And, but you really are. Yeah, and, that's true. Uh, I... I, I a lot of times, you know, even if any if a couple or a, or a father or, or a guest may speak to me rudely at a wedding, mm. I'm still enamored by the amount of love they have for each other. Um, when the father goes on stage and he starts talking about his daughter and he starts crying, I can't help but feel that one day my son is going to get married, maybe, if life chooses for him mm. to do so. And maybe I may be on a stage one day and maybe I may be having to say things to him. Yeah. And I don't know how I'll not be able to cry. Um <laughs> So, so you kind of identify with these emotions, and you see them before, and you've seen your father at his at his daughter's wedding, and you know you've seen I've seen I've seen my, but so that you kind of know when 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 people's emotions are real, yeah, and that is disrespect, no matter who you are. Um, that's yeah, that's true. All right, thanks for sharing that, and let's proceed to the next segment of this podcast, which is talking about the dreaded pandemic. <laughs> Each and every one in this industry has uh, observed this serious hit during the lockdown as well as over the months that followed. I think I can say it's only since November that things are picking pace back up. But um, yes, things have been dreadful all that while. So tell me, how was business like during the last couple of months? And what kind of decisions did you take to survive this economic hit? Um, I didn't see it coming in all honesty. I thought this was a virus that would be like SARS um, or like MERS that came and went without affecting Indians so much. Um, it affected family and friends I knew who lived in Hong Kong and in China, hmm. but nobody here. And when this hit, uh, it cancelled all the weddings we were supposed to do between March and September, all of them. And we were booked to go around the world. I was booked on a world tour. We were going to Dubai, Africa. London, Europe, and then America, and then Canada. And this was going to last till September. And I was uh, I was distraught when this wasn't happening because more than the revenue loss, I think it's also the people who work with us um, also took a huge financial hit and they weren't prepared for it. Um, mm -hmm. But then there is a silver lining. It did give me the time to finally be able to clear all the editing work that I wasn't able to clear. Mm -hmm. um, for months before and we finally came to a point where we had cleaned our editing tables and we were, we were kind of in the process of learning new softwares we developed new techniques mm. um and we really managed to hold on to the crew that was really important to us and not let them go 
Um, but I was blessed. I was blessed for the past few years. We did some really nice weddings um, in the past few years. And I think that has seen us through this really, really hard time. I, I, I believe not so many people who are as fortunate as, as us. Um, what it's taught me now is that when we do weddings, we've approached them technically very differently. It's inspired us to push the boundaries of technology, physics of shooting itself. Mm. And I say this with confidence because we started we started shooting with virtual reality cameras very yeah. early in lockdown. Mm. And that has kind of changed everything because it's so engaging and it's so encompassing and it's so different from everything else I've ever done for weddings. Where you shoot everything at once and then you go back and then you reshoot it again perfectly the way you want it to be. And, and I find that very exciting. And that only, I think, troubled times like the pandemic taught me. Um, with every with every great tragedy uh, comes one great big um, success. With every cloud, there's always a silver lining. Yeah, um, that's true. After something terrible, um, something amazing is bound to happen. That's that's a great way to actually look at things. I think people have been approaching life with that uh, perspective in the last couple of months. And I also feel that the coming couple of months can definitely use that positive thinking for sure. And yeah, to make every, as you said, tragedy an opportunity to better things is a perspective we need to adapt for sure. Thank you for that. I would want to ask you one more thing, which is about the adaptive strategies that you want to inculcate further, apart from how you talk about virtual reality in your shooting. Um, what's the next big thing is, that you think is going to hit the market because of the pandemic in the wedding industry? So a lot of people are not spending on decoration and decor and they're not spending on on, on extensive amounts of food because the, lim- the number of guests are limited. Hmm. So they don't have to seat that many. Um, so they don't need that big a space. Hmm. Uh, Hence, the, the space is more intimate. Um, but what people are now finally seeing value in is the video and is in photographs. Um, yeah. Not so much, you know, anything else, all the frivol thing, the frivolous things people used to spend on earlier, like fireworks and, you know, things like that. Those have all come down drastically now. Mm-hmm. Now what's more important is um, filming a wedding where there are 50 people there. Um, and the approach can't be how we would approach a big Filmfare award type IFA wedding, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, weddings are very like, you know, then palaces and they're huge. And there's, you know, the Shah Rukh Khan and then there's Ranveer Singh. And then there's, you know, then there's Deepika Padukone. And then there's Vishal and Shekhar. And then there's, there's Sukhbir. And then there's, 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 you know, Elton John. And all these people will keep coming one after the other and play. And you you get blown by these, by these. Yeah. But then they're shot very differently in terms of storytelling. Mm. Um, and it they're shot like an event. And, and here, these are these are very different films. These are films and documentaries and time capsules about people's families and why they've come yeah. together at this time and why they couldn't wait. Um, their love was so strong and their need to be together was so great that not even a pandemic could keep them apart. Mm. Hence, through sickness and through health, um, suddenly means so much more. Yeah, that's true. Thank you for that. My last question to you is this, Vishal. Um, if you were to describe three learnings from the pandemic, what would they be? The one thing that it really taught me how to do, and this may sound strange, but it's taught me how to be very independent when it comes to cooking. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And become an amazing cook. Uh, no, but more seriously, um, I think holding on to what is really important to you it, in, in times of distress like this, where you know you're not the only person suffering. So um, what you really hold on to and what you let go of is what defines you as a human. Um, and I've learned that about myself in this time. I think discipline is something also that if, if, you're managed, if you can learn, I'm still trying to learn it. Um, I'm a very indisciplined child, but I think if I had the discipline that I would like to achieve, I would be far more productive within this given time. Because when you when when there's a pandemic, there's nobody. I'm a little bit of a peacock, you know. When I'm in the studio and I have my whole crew around, I do something great, and the first thing I want to do is show it to my colleagues and be like, "See how amazing it is! Don't you think it's great?" You know. But in a pandemic, you don't have that support. Yeah. Um, around you don't have those people to pat your back constantly. I I live alone now, and um, in doing that, uh, it's taught me to be very disciplined and to to take to to look at my work very subjectively, um, and to be able to criticize your own work and take that is 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 a big deal. And if someone can master that aspect of things, it would really help. I think these are the things I would I would tell people to learn and okay. cook. <laughs> Thank you so much for this, Vishal. It has been an amazing conversation, and I wish you all the luck. For the future projects. That's amazing. And also, incidentally, today we released a song called Pirvitu. Um, oh, it's great. finally online. Lots yeah. of people have been asking for us to release it. It was used in Anushka and Virat's, uh, Anushka right. Sharma and Virat Kohli's wedding trailer mm-hmm. that went online. And it was only a one minute clip. And now today, finally, we have it released. So go on YouTube and look for Pirvitu and try and support our music. Yes, for sure. Thank you so much for sharing that. In fact, I've seen people actually wanting that song out. And I'm glad to know that it's finally released. So that's great. Thank you very, very much. Speak to you soon. Yes, thank you. That brings us to the end of our last episode of the season Passion Pandemic and Pivot. Let us know what you think of it on our Instagram handle at the rate Center for Entrepreneurship underscore AU. Stay tuned for more to come around entrepreneurship and impactful startup journeys. This has been great guys and thank you so much for listening to us. This episode and the whole season is produced and edited by Yash Saxena.